You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. So Donald Trump has had a pretty wild year. Uh, He's had his lawyers put in jail. Uh, He's had to uh, admit, or not really admit, but other people admitted for him various Mm. uh, crimes and misdemeanors along the way. And it will be very interesting to see whether he gets re-elected for a second term. I think there'd be plenty of people who would be betting against that now. I think but, it's uh, even discussion about if he'll complete his first term. Yeah, well, look, yeah. that could be another thing as well, even avoiding the possibility of impeachment. We have talked about Donald Trump quite a bit. We've talked about, in particular, the efforts of the Russians to actually put him in place. Mm. Looks like there was a, a very clear strategy involving the use of social media yep. to persuade segments. They broke down, they analysed American politics and the way people voted, people on the conservative side and people on the left side of politics in America, and they targeted them with uh, ads via social media in a very organised way, really ramping up in 2014. And this apparently, the first time that the Russians had got involved in using social media to uh, to influence voters or influence popular opinion was actually in Russia from about 2009. Yeah, right. So they sort of practiced, they, they honed their skills there, even though many people would argue that uh, Russia is not really a true uh, valid democracy. It does have a vote, but it seems to be kind of a rubber stamp process rather than an actual, you know, a genuine democracy. And, and those that speak out against the leading party tend to uh, be, be silenced. Uh, silenced. That's right. They, Opposition uh, people get late. Go get, missing, get poisoned. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they get a bit of radiation they go missing they get locked up they get silenced they get uh, deregistered uh, they get banned from assembly all Mm. sorts of things happen to people who uh, work against the authorities there but the story today is really just more about the influence campaign conducted through social media to put good old donald trump uh, in the white house hot seat in the oval office president of the united states clearly they liked the policies that he had, they thought well, I they, think were, they, they were more. They disliked Hillary Clinton so much, so much because mm. she had said that she was going to continue the sanctions on Russia, mm. and the Republican Party were going to, uh, you know, relax the sanctions, particularly Donald Trump. So I mm. think for them that was part of you know the huge push to have him elected. So Oxford University's computational propaganda project and Graphica, which is a network analysis firm they have provided new details of how the russians worked at the internet research agency which is the organization that that coordinated and centralized all this uh, this this disinformation campaign this propaganda campaign that uh, targeted americans and, and targeted the way they vote with a view to either uh, putting people who are in kind of in opposition on the on the left or liberal side of of U.S. politics, the left side of politics were discouraged from voting mm-hmm. through uh, a targeted social media campaign, or just fed confusing messages which sort of made them think, okay, well, there's no point in me getting involved. Whereas the conservative side of politics, which was more likely to favour Trump getting elected anyway, they were targeted yes. through through Facebook and Instagram in particular, but also through other social media as well. 
uh, including online uh, mail. Instagram was huge, I yeah, believe. Instagram yep. was huge. That's, that's, that's owned by Facebook. Google's Gmail was targeted. Microsoft's Hotmail service was targeted. Pinterest, Tumblr, Google Plus were all mm. sort of lesser known social platforms. But the big ones that were targeted were Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those were the big three. They had targeted ads, which, as I said, did things like sapped the political clout of left-leaning African-American voters by undermining their faith in elections and spreading misleading information about how to vote. I did hear some numbers that it was around about 100,000, sorry, 100 million uh, people had seen one of the uh, propaganda ads that were created by the Russians. Mm. But it is very difficult to know what kind of influence it had. I mean, you can't, you know, run an alternate campaign now and then, you know, take that out and say, oh, here's the baseline and here's how much of an influence it had. But, you know, on the face of it, it did have... um, some results and you wouldn't they wouldn't put that much time and effort and resources into doing this if they didn't expect to have uh, some kind of result and what's also interesting is i had uh, i've seen uh, reports and read reports that they were so brazen with their attempts when they did it through facebook that mm. they actually paid in rubles yes they didn't even attempt to hide that through uh, you know That's VPNs. Right. and they even gave contact numbers and stuff in russia yeah. so so there was some sloppiness if people had been onto it, if they, if these platforms had been onto it, yeah. which clearly they weren't mm. at all, then uh, this could have been picked up earlier and even prevented. Yeah. But I think th- there's even campaigns, and I've heard of recently, where you know Facebook have come out and they've said, oh, we're doing everything we can now to prevent this kind of uh, you know foreign influence in, in elections, etc. Uh, but there have been some tests done and ads which are propaganda ads uh, by foreign powers have been you know gone through the the facebook approvals process and been approved and shown i think that was even for the the most recent midterm campaigns so uh, it's not fixed uh, how do you fix something which is a global you know there are little restrictions unless you're from china for example and they've got a closed essentially a closed internet mm. so how do you manage uh, this kind of thing um, in future and we're talking hundreds of millions of likes that were garnered by these things so they were very well targeted and they were persistent and they were subtle and they used you know they used graphic images to attract people you know like uh, the the devil arm wrestling mm. with jesus to sort of appeal to the bible belt of, of america that conservative republican tea party side of politics and it was effective really what it showed was that all this information that was being gathered about populations around the world not just in in america but you know social media provided granular information Mm. about people about their habits about their demographics about their socioeconomic status their employment the type of family they had where they lived all this sort of stuff their hobbies everything that's up there for the world to see on social media was used in a smart targeted way and it had an effect. As I said, there were hundreds of millions of likes that were garnered. We're not talking about a minor result. We're talking about a really big result. And it's, I guess I would just say two things very quickly. One is with all of this that has been going on, mm. it fits into a narrative of your own echo chamber, for example. So you might be, you might be hearing this and you might be validating your beliefs by hearing this propaganda which is a concern. It's your echo chamber. It's telling the narrative that you want to hear. But second of all, which is something, you know, I'd like to see this for a positive. Why couldn't we use this kind of energy to actually do something good for the world rather than, Mm. you know, elect something, you know, that Well, I think what it's done, unfortunately, is the original appeal of social media was that it had some, this unifying thing that it could bring people together on important social Mm. issues and political issues and and help solve the world's problems by, by uniting people, by 
harnessing the power of the internet and harnessing the power of these platforms. But then what's happened, unfortunately, is that through this kind of manipulation, mm-hmm. that the, the, uh, the dark side has been revealed, and that is the ability to control people in ways that they did not intend. They didn't put that data up there yeah. saying, oh, I'm inviting you to uh, hit me with a whole bunch of propaganda and influence me politically. Uh, but unfortunately, that's, that's the sort of outcome that has, has come, and it has damaged the standing and credibility of social media platforms. Just look at the share price of Facebook. It's down significantly. Mm-hmm. There's scandals which are still going on. And it's not just Facebook. Just quoting from this uh, this report that was done at Oxford University's Computational Propaganda Project and Graphica, the network analysis firm, the researchers from that group said, quote, what is clear is that all of the messaging clearly sought to benefit the Republican Party and specifically Donald Trump. Trump is mentioned most in campaigns targeting conservatives and right-wing voters where the messaging encouraged these groups to support his campaign. The main groups that could challenge Trump uh, were then provided messages that sought to confuse, distract and ultimately discourage members from voting. Now, they go on to say that um, the the platforms that were used by the Russians in this disinformation campaign provided a belated and uncoordinated response. And they were quite critical, you know, efforts were made to see the role of YouTube, which is the biggest video platform. It's owned by Google. There were videos and stuff posted there and then yeah. you know, links shared through social media and stuff. But Google's, you know, Google's apparently submitted information in an especially difficult way for the researchers to handle, providing content uh, such as YouTube videos, but not the related data that would have allowed the full analysis. So all they could do was actually track links to videos from other sites in the hope of better understanding YouTube's role in the Russian effort. Uh, one extra thing I heard is it didn't end when Trump was elected as president. It actually continued on well into the first year and That's in, right. uh, mm. of, of his uh, presidency. Yep. So the 20 most popular pages generated 39 million likes, 31 million shares, 5.1 million reactions and 3.4 million comments. The Russian campaign reached 126 million people on Facebook and 20 million more people on Instagram. So that's 146 million people on Instagram. So these numbers are very significant. You know, anyone who doubts that this actually had an effect on the outcome of the US election really needs to look at this report and uh, think carefully about exactly. uh, about the effects of social media, albeit, you know, there can be some good, good angles to social media. Unfortunately, there's a dark side as well. Thanks for listening. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.